what I can tell you is when you speak with the volunteers and there are different stories that led them to get to volunteering, what I hear, I mean, I'm thinking of one person I spoke with, she lost her husband after many, many years of marriage. And this was a therapy for her to get out there and make a difference for seniors. And she said, I said, thank you so much for all you do. She said, no, 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 thank you, because that saved me from the pain of my morning and gave me purpose and, and, and fulfilled me. She said, I get so much more than I give. It's not even funny. It's just an incredible experience. So I think people, when they know the feeling of helping a senior so directly in such an important way, it's gonna give back so much more than they ever realized was possible. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Today, we are at Meals on Wheels in Denton County, and I have been wanting to do this podcast on Meals on Wheels because it's so important and it's near and dear to my heart as my grandmother was a Meals on Wheels recipient back in the early 90s, and I serve as a board member on Meals on Wheels Denton County. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to take the mystery out of what Meals on Wheels is, and I know a lot of people kind of have an idea about Meals on Wheels, but they're not 100% sure how it works works, how you get meals, how you can volunteer. So we're going to cover all of that today. So our guests are Michelle McMahon, who's the executive director of the program. She's worked in a nonprofit for over 25 years. She worked in mental health field as clinical director and taught as an adjunct professor of psychology for 10 years. She has a graduate degree in psychology and ABD, PhD in psychiatric counseling, and she moved into nonprofit administration serving people with disabilities, children, and seniors. And she has worked here at Meals on Wheels Denton County since June 2018 as the executive director. She is originally from New Jersey and moved to Texas in 2017. And then we're also talking with Christine Herrera, who is the Senior Nutrition Program Manager. She is a social worker for, or has been a social worker for 20 years. She worked in child protective services and mental health. She has a bachelor in social work, and she's been with Meals on Wheels Denton County since 2009 for 12 years. And she's originally from Germany and worked in New Mexico and has been in Texas now for 14 years. So welcome, ladies. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us today. Well, I'm so glad y'all are here, and I'm very excited about today's show. So, Michelle, let's start with what inspired you to work with seniors? Uh, That's an easy question for me. I had lost my very dear mom uh, back in 2018, and I had seen the impact it had on my dad. They had been married for 53 years prior to her passing, and I saw the impact on him on every level socioeconomically, uh, socially, emotionally, just in every way. And I wanted to do something to help other people like my dad. Fortunately, I was able to be there for my dad, but there are so many seniors in this position that 
do not have family members. It's, it's shocking because, you know, those of us who are close with our parents and our grandparents can't imagine them being left alone with no family. But that is the case for so many seniors where there's so much geographic movement these days and people are uh, farther away from each other. So it's not like it used to be, you know, that people don't have that immediate assistance. So I wanted to do something to help people like my dad. I've met people like my dad when I've been out to the congregate sites and talked to people about their stories. And I see my father and so many of the seniors that were serving. And mm-hmm. I just think about what if that was my dad? What if that was my mom? And what can I do to help them? And also to help the children of those seniors because I know how I felt. Anybody who helped my dad touched my heart. So I wanted to help the, the children, grandchildren of the seniors that we serve to, to feel like there's somebody else that cares and is helping and supporting them on the scene. So I'm very blessed that I've been able to do that and it's healed my heart. Every day that I come to work is in honor of my mom. And so that's my story. (laughs) I love that. That's beautiful. And Christine, what inspired you to work with seniors or to work with? Well, working with seniors kind of fell into my lap. Mm -hmm. I moved from New Mexico to Texas. And of course, naturally, I was looking for for a job and applied at SPAN and had the interview and then found out, oh, well, this is with seniors and it's meals on wheels. And it just felt right. Mm-hmm. So, and ever since there, I know that I made a good choice working with seniors. I worked with children in Child Protective Services. I worked with adults with various mental illnesses. And that kind of work can be very stressful and can be very, takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. And working with seniors is just a blessing. And you can always see whenever I come for the meetings or when we have an event, the passion that both of you ladies show, it's its obvious that you're where you're supposed to be and you're making a difference and love what you do, which is what it's all about. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, so tell us, what is the history of Meals on Wheels? Like, how did it start? Just kind of give us a little background on what it is. I'll give you the very simple okay. points. Uh, obviously, the story is filled with a lot more details than what I'm giving. But just to give a basic history, in 1939, during the Second World War, Meals on Wheels actually started in Britain. Really? A lot of people don't know that. They think it's an American thing, but it started in Britain because uh, people were concerned about helping seniors stay in their homes, but they just needed a bit of help in order to do so. So that's where this concept started. It started in the United States in 1954 in Philadelphia. Same thing, a group of concerned citizens wanting to help their senior neighbors to be able to stay in their home, and they needed just a bit of help to do so. And it's caught on since then, and now we have what we know as Meals on Wheels America, and we have Meals on Wheels in different agencies throughout the country at this point. But it actually started in Britain, so a lot of people don't know that little piece of information. Yeah, That's a fun (laughs) fact. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) How is it funded? Meals on Wheels is funded various sources, Mm -hmm. and our program, and I'm pretty sure other programs are the same, the federal government, through the Older Americans Act, Mm -hmm. is funding the majority of Meals on Wheels. But it's also that the state helps, the community helps by donations and volunteering, Mm -hmm. and grants, various grants, so we're always every year out and about and looking for grants that could apply to our program. So uh, we have more funding so we can serve more seniors because um, funding that comes from the federal level and the state Mm -hmm. level has a cap. Mm -hmm. So so many meals per year, so that accounts down to so so many 
seniors, but we want to serve more seniors. We want to do more. So it's kind of up to us to hit the pavement find and go money. out, find find resources, mm -hmm. find funding sources, um, find donors, mm -hmm. find volunteers. Great. And have galas like we just recently had, which was a lot of fun. We'll post some pictures about that. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the fundraising part is very important. Mm -hmm. And what's what's nice about those fundraisers is it has two components. It has obviously raising funds to help support the program and just also to educate people about Meals mm -hmm. on Wheels and how they can get involved. And our funding sources are so varied. It's a very unique mixture of things because our primary funding source, as Christine said, is the federal government, Older Americans Act. But we have to work hard to supplement that in order to really fulfill the true cost of every meal. And um, donations are such an important part of it. So that's why it's very important for us to connect to the community and see that they have a role in making sure that we serve our seniors. Mm -hmm. Yes, and actually right now in November, December and January, our local Subaru dealer or the Subaru dealership nationwide, it's called Share the Love. And we do little things just to earn shares. And then we get a share of proceeds that they make selling cars. Oh, so that's wow. actually what we're working on right now. So it's kind of interesting the different things that we dabble in to, to increase our funding. Yeah, that's great. Is it funded or is Meals on Wheels, is it different state to state or is it pretty much the same? I think it is pretty much the same state to state. Because I do remember uh, when I was still living in New Mexico, they had Meals on Wheels program. I don't know how they were funded, but I am pretty sure they were funded just like us. Okay. But I seen them delivering Monday through Friday a lunch to okay. their seniors. So I think in a nutshell, I think we're all the same. Yeah, the Older Americans Act is a federally funded program. So across the United States, they're funding the basic concept of Meals on Wheels, the home delivered meals. And then, of course, some agencies offer the congregate meals, which is offering meals at sites uh, like senior centers, for example, where people can come together and socialize and share a meal together. Um, so those are the two main ways that Meals on Wheels serves the community. And nonprofits take on the Meals on Wheels program, and they might implement it a little bit differently, but the basics of the program is the same. Helping seniors live in their home, volunteers serve the meal, the daily check-in, all the basic components are the same. And Meals on Wheels America, if you check out their website, they, they describe the basics of what it is, and that's something that's implemented pretty consistently across the board. But in terms of how people get their funding and how people reach out to the community, that is varied according to whatever agencies deliver those services. Okay, great. So if you're a senior or you have a senior loved one and you feel like they need Meals on Wheels, that this would benefit their life, how do they qualify? Well, here um, in Denton or in the state of Texas, they have to be 60 and older. And that's actually through the Older American Act. They have to be homebound which means that they just cannot just hop in their car and go to the grocery store. But we still consider a senior homebound even. If you would come pick up your dad, he's still homebound because mm -hmm. he needs your assistance to go places to the doctors or to the store. Mm -hmm. They have to live by themselves or have nobody coming to the home that can provide for them. But that's also a gray area. Seniors could be living with somebody that is really not providing for them. 
So that's why we have social workers, caseworkers that go once once a referral is made, they will go out and do an assessment on our seniors. And that's when they see the home and that's when they can see the circumstances. And our world is not black and white and our seniors' lives are not black and white. We get to know the seniors before we decide to qualify them or not. So. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking maybe your mom might qualify, you just would call yes. and then an assessment would be scheduled with the mm-hmm. social worker yes. and determine if they're going to qualify or not. Correct. Great. And then how do the congregate meals differ? Because I know that we have some income-based senior apartments where congregate meals are brought there and maybe some of those people are still able to drive. Is that a different program? or okay? It's different qualifications. Basically, the only qualifications for you to be able to eat congregate meals is you have to be 60 or older. Mm-hmm. So once you reach the 60-mile mark, you are ready to eat congregate meals. And we serve congregate meals at senior centers and in the past it was only senior centers but as some older adults getting are more active they don't eat as much at the senior centers congregate meals anymore like they used to now we found actually a new niche and those are senior living housing apartments so it's not necessarily that those seniors are in a nursing home, it's not. It's just 60 and older senior housing. A lot of the senior housings are income-based, so so some of our poorer seniors live in those housing. What is so great about congregate meals is that the seniors are actually get out of their apartments and they get to mingle with their peers. Mm-hmm. And it took me a, a few years at Nielsen Wills to understand the impact that it really has on the seniors to get out and mingle with other seniors. Because when we started one congregate site here in Denton, the feedback I got just after a few weeks, oh, I didn't even know, I have so many nice neighbors, I maybe met one in the mailbox, and but now I got to talk to them, and we're eating together. And all of a sudden, we started Monday Bingo and Wednesday Chess Club. Mm-hmm. So also uh, administration at the senior housing apartments told me, I said, we have never seen so many seniors actually now spending time in our community rooms. The community rooms, you could hear echo in there. There was nobody really meeting there and now because of our congregate meals. So I'm thinking we're enriching congregate seniors by giving them nutrition mm-hmm. and socialization. Definitely enriches their lives and through through both programs, whether they're receiving a meal at home, they are getting that social aspect too because of the volunteer who is delivering the meal. Someone is seeing them, they're talking to someone, they're not just sitting there by themselves. And then like you said, with the congregate meals, which are different where they come out of their apartments, they dine together in one area, they're making friendships and, and building relationships and starting groups and games and card games or whatever so that's that's amazing people often underestimate the importance of the socialization component of the congregate meal program because we think about meals on wheels providing that meal which is very important financially nutritionally for those seniors but what we don't understand is that one out of four seniors say they feel lonely and so that's something important for us to address because loneliness leads to all sorts of things like depression and lack of a purpose or lack of a, a motivation to do anything to get out of the house. And so that congregate meal program enriches their lives in so many different ways. And you can just see when you visit a congregate meal site that everyone 
you know, people have this picture of seniors just, you know, feeling hungry and, and, and depressed. But when you see them in these congregant sites, they're laughing, they're making jokes. Um, it's actually a hoot for me to always go and, and spend some time with them. They uplift me. So it's just a wonderful way to bring the program. I think I favor the congregate meal sites in the sense that I can actually see the smiles on their faces together and, and know that this is making a difference in their lives. Um, with home delivered meals, it's a brief visit with a volunteer. And I think volunteers always feel so torn because they're there for a moment and they have to move on because they have other people on their route. And so it's a very minimal contact. It's better than nothing, but the optimal situation would be at these congregate sites where they can truly connect with other people on a more meaningful level. I also wanted to share really quick something I just found out here recently. So I know nobody wants to talk about COVID anymore, but as an example of the impact that congregate meals made on, on some seniors at these housing apartments. One senior just recently told me, she said, if it wouldn't have been for the congregate program, I wouldn't have known who I can call, who I can interact, who I can ask for help if I wouldn't have the congregate program because they swapped out phone numbers and they made friends. Mm -hmm. And when we had no congregate meals because of COVID, they knew each other, they made friends and they can say, well, how are you doing today? You doing better? Are you feeling okay? Good. Oh, your daughter's getting groceries. You think you can bring me? Mm -hmm. Those connections would have never been made if we would have never started that congregate program. So they had made those connections prior to COVID. Right. And then the meals had to stop, obviously, because of COVID. But they had these friendships already. So, yeah, yeah. what a blessing that yes. was. Definitely. A question people ask me a lot to get on Meals on Wheels. I know it's funded by the government, but is there a cost involved for the senior and for their family? And what is that cost? We don't charge for the meals. The meals are free of charge for the seniors, and that's where this assessment comes in. So mm -hmm. if they qualify, there's no charge. Now, we do accept donations because some seniors are a little resistant. Oh, I don't want no help from the government, and I'm not taking no handout. So usually I can use our donation program. It says, okay, that's fine. Once a month, you're going to get your menu and you're going to get a donation envelope and a suggested donation per meal is two dollars so if you want to give that's fine if you can't that's fine too but it helps some really proud seniors mm -hmm. to go ahead and accept our help that's wonderful how often are meals received how are they delivered? They're delivered daily, Monday through Friday, and at our program we deliver between 10.30 and 12. And they are delivered by volunteers. And like Michelle said, that's sometimes for some of the seniors the only contact that they have, which that's why we call our program some more than a meal, because it is a meal and a friendly checkup. You know how it is nowadays, the seniors living in, in senior apartment that they were on a waiting list and now they live in Denton and the son or the daughter live in Austin far away. So we give them also peace of mind because we're checking in on mom and dad. And if our volunteers see a change in the senior, they will call us and we have their contact information in our file and we will call the daughter in Austin and say somebody needs to check on, mm -hmm. on mom because she seems really depressed or she looks like she lost a lot of weight, something is going on because 
our seniors, they're so proud, they don't want to call their kids for help. Oh, they're busy and they are very, I don't want to bother them. Oh, she's just going to worry about, I'd be fine, I'd be fine. And sometimes really family members don't find out about that there's something going on with the senior until we call them. Mm-hmm. And for all the sons and daughters out there, I mean, I will test to that personally. When I call my dad and he doesn't answer the phone, I'm on pins and needles until I hear from him. So knowing that somebody's checking in on him daily, if a day or two goes by, I'm not going to have too much anxiety because I know at least someone's checking in and they will notice things like they are interacting and having that brief socialization, but they're also looking around Mm -hmm. and they know what to look for. And if they see any red flags, I know that I'll be notified. So that just gives peace of mind to everyone and also helps to get assistance to the senior when they might not even know that they need the help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What's actually included in a meal? Well, it's a protein, maybe chicken, maybe pork that day. We have uh, a different meal every day, every month. We have a side, which is some sort of starch, potatoes, pasta. Then we have a vegetable, whatever's on the menu. And then this comes with a piece of bread or a roll and a dessert. And then our seniors have a choice of milk. Okay. So it's a warm meal, which a lot of people don't realize that. I've had people say, is it just like a sandwich and an apple or something? No, it is a a freshly cooked meal, Mm -hmm. freshly cooked meal daily. Yeah. Wonderful. How many seniors are you serving now in Denton County on the program? Well, last fiscal year, we served over 1,000 seniors and we actually served 114,000 meals. Wow. That's amazing. So volunteers, you're probably always looking for volunteers. Always. (laughs) So (laughs) tell us about the volunteer program, how that works. If someone wants to volunteer, what would they do and what's involved in it? Right. If a volunteer wants to volunteer for us, they usually call us and we have uh, volunteer trainings once or twice a month. It depends on how many volunteers needed to be trained. Once they're trained, we run a background check. On every volunteer, this is very important because we want to make sure that our seniors are safe and people that are safe come visit our seniors. Then for the first time, they will shadow another volunteer on the route that they are assigned. And the next time they will do that Mm -hmm. by themselves. Okay. How many meals do they typically um, deliver in in a day, I guess? It could be as little as only 10 meals and it could be up to 18 or 19 meals a day that are delivered. And right now, during COVID, we added a lot of new clients on the program because we wanted seniors to be able to isolate at home. It's an ugly word. Yeah, I know. We, none of us like the <laughs> word isolate anymore. I know. <laughs> but, but it was necessary. Sure. Right? So we added a lot of seniors that maybe normally still out and about right but they wanted to stay home and we wanted to reduce the occurrences of them having to go to the grocery store and maybe could get infected Mm -hmm. so we added a lot of seniors to the program okay and if someone's interested in volunteering and we'll put the information who to contact but they would just contact Mm -hmm. meals on wheels denton county talk to someone and get the paperwork and everything and see if there's a route available it's a very informal and fast process that okay very good. If I can add a note on just Absolutely. volunteering because it seems a bit intimidating um, to volunteer for such a program, 
But what I can tell you is when you speak with the volunteers and there are different stories that led them to get to volunteering, what I hear, I mean, I'm thinking of one person I spoke with, she lost her husband after many, many years of marriage. And this was a therapy for her to get out there and make a difference for seniors. And she said, I said, thank you so much for all you do. She said, no, 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 thank you, because that saved me from the pain of my morning and gave me purpose and, and, and fulfilled me. She said, I get so much more than I give. It's not even funny. It's just an incredible experience. So I think people, when they know the feeling of helping a senior so directly in such an important way, it's gonna give back so much more than they ever realized was possible. And definitely something a senior can do. Do you have a lot of seniors who volunteer to do Meals on Wheels to, to deliver? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Most of our volunteers are seniors mm -hmm. or older adults, right? A lot of people can't wait to go into retirement and then they finally in retirement for a couple months and then they're like, Oh, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they start volunteering for mm -hmm. us, gives them purpose, mm -hmm. um, gets them out of the house. So, yeah, most of our volunteers are actually older adults and seniors. That's great, because that is actually something we talk on the podcast a lot about, is having purpose at any age, no matter what your age is. And what a wonderful way to give back and help others. There's another program, which is not funded by the government, and this is just something here in Denton County, which I absolutely love, and I want to want you to tell us about the program, but it's called Senior Paws. Senior Paws, mm -hmm. and we started this many years ago when we went out to one of our seniors' homes to do the annual reassessment. I saw our food trays on the floor, and I was like, why are they on the floor? That house is not that messy. So I, I couldn't help myself. I had to ask. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, no, I share my meal with, I don't remember the dog's name, but her little dog. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? She says, yeah, I can't get the dog food to my house. Well, it, it just makes sense if you think about yeah. it now. We are serving seniors that are homebound, that can't get out, sure. they can't cook for themselves no more. How are they going to get the, the dog, dog food? Yeah. It's very heavy. Yeah, very for heavy. Yeah. Yes. And afford it, too. Yes. So we went back to the office and we actually talked to our board of directors during that time and said, there has to be something we can do. First of all, animals don't need to eat food that is meant for human consumption. And we want our seniors to eat their whole meal because that might be the only meal they have all day, mm -hmm. as sad as it yeah. sounds. Mm -hmm. So that's when Senior Paws was born. So Senior Paws, every third Saturday of the month, we deliver dog and cat food to our seniors that are also receiving home-delivered meals. Mm -hmm. Now, this program has no federal, state, any government money. So we, but we've been so fortunate to get donations from the community. They bring us the dog food, they bring us the cat food, or they bring us a check and say, buy what you need. And that's what we have been doing for the last 14, 15 years now. That's wonderful. It's a, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Everybody here loves animals. Mm -hmm. I talked about the loneliness that seniors experience. And for all the pet lovers out there, you're going to understand firsthand, dogs and cats, they give us so much love, so much companionship. And of course, we want to support the animals that are supporting the seniors and ensuring that the seniors get the nutrition in their own meals, of course, and that the animals get the pet food that is better for them as well. 
And the outpouring from the community is amazing because again, we cannot emphasize enough, there is no funding for this program. It's donation and volunteer based. And even us here at Meals on Wheels of Denton County, we do this out of the pure love for the purpose and the mission of Senior Paws. And we are so happy to do it. It makes a difference and that's what keeps us going. I'm hoping at some point we're able to find more funding for this program on a regular consistent basis. But right now we're just relying on the community and they've been coming through for us. Yeah, absolutely. And we actually have a fundraiser that's about to start over the over Christmas. So December 1st, it's going to be starting and we're calling it Santa Paws, a Santa for a senior pet. And a list, and we're going to put all this information out there, but the items that you need, yes. you want to tell us, I know it's unopened, it's new dog and cat food bags, but what size? Because they can't be too big <laughs> or too heavy. <laughs> yes, usually we prefer six or 10 pound bags mm-hmm. because like we mentioned earlier, some of our volunteers are seniors and we don't want them to have to try to get a 30 pound mm-hmm. bag of dog food into their car and also it's easier to divvy it up because some of our seniors have two cats or three cats so it's easier to do the math and what we want to bring it's easier to store also since the holiday season is coming up we also like to give them a little bit extra besides the food. So treats and bowls and maybe some dog and cat toys, Mm -hmm. leeches, dog bedding, um, or gift cards to Petco, to a vet or a groomer. And when I just said vets, we're really hoping and we're striving and we're working hard on. We really, not just the senior pass program that we deliver food to the seniors, we really would like to connect with um, some veterinarian services. Mm-hmm. So, because you can't get out and get the food, you can't get out to get the shots or yeah. the healthcare that you need for your pets. And I know, just read about mobile veterinarian. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just thinking. Would yeah. be so lovely if we could just connect with one of them mm-hmm. and they would help with our seniors and we could get donations to fund that. That would yeah. be so awesome. And it's then, the next step for our program. And make sure their animals are staying healthy because right. they can come directly to them and yes. mm-hmm. you know hopefully donate that service as well. So. And you know, food cost is enough, but that Veterinarian costs are oh, astronomical. Yes. For any pet lover, we know that firsthand. So yes. any help with that, because food is just the minimal that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more we can do. And you know, gift cards. We'll, we'll take any types of donations on that list. But the, the beauty of the gift cards is, if our pet food shed is full at the moment, we have gift cards that we can use to replenish that supply when we need it. Because there mm-hmm. are months that we do run low. And it would be nice to have those gift cards to rely on that are there because, uh, you know, we do have a limit to what we can fit in the shed. We love when it's full, Mm -hmm. uh, but we would love the insurance for those months where it's not so full that we can access those gift cards. So that's why that would be a really preferred donation if possible. And it's something we could also give directly to the seniors so they can purchase something as they need Mm -hmm. from the pet store. Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Probably even Amazon gift cards would be good too. Sure, absolutely. can deliver right to you. <laughs> oh my goodness, absolutely. Yeah. How convenient that is. We want to provide as much assistance to the seniors so they don't have to leave the house and go make that trip. So mm-hmm. Amazon is beautiful in that way. Yeah, perfect. So I always like to, um, as we end the discussion, talk about inspirational seniors in your life. So who wants to start first and share their most inspirational senior? 
Uh, well, you know, I mentioned my dad. My mom is definitely as much as an inspiration as my dad. I do this every day for her. And I know that she is so proud because I am doing something. When you talk about how our passion comes out in the Mm -hmm. board meetings, it's because I just love what I do. And I'm so lucky that I get to do this every day. Like, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like a gift every single day. I do this in honor of my mom and I do this in honor of my dad because he is somebody who is so strong and has taught me how to be so strong. And he's one of those seniors that we talk about, too proud to ask for help, not even from me, especially not from his daughter. So he's taught me a lot about how to reach out to those seniors that are reluctant to ask for help because he's always made it on his own. He's very proud of his independence. And um, he's taught me so much and those lessons I will have for the rest of my life. And every day I take what I learn from him and I apply it towards just being a better person and, and being better at serving the community. So um, my parents have taught me so much and they are in my heart every single day. And it's so obvious your passion shines through. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> when I started at SPAN, I started actually with volunteer work. Working with the volunteers was my first job. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget two volunteers, a husband and wife, in their mid-90s, running a route every week, sometimes twice a week, because you could always count on them. Wow. He would drive, and she goes to the door. And I asked them one time, I said, you're 94, but we, why are you? <laughs> and they're just like, well, you know, give us purpose, and we are blessed that we are still out and about, and we are still physically able to do this, and we want to do this as long as we are physically able to do that, because they're in their 90s, and now they see seniors that are very sick and not mobile and can't, can't get around anymore in their late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Right. I just thought to myself, and I'm only in my 50s, but I thought to myself, oh my God, I want to be 94, 95, <laughs> and still in that shape, and still helping and being able mm-hmm. to give back. Yeah. So that is an inspiration to me. That, that that's that amazing. Age, that's a goal. Amazing, that's a goal right? for me too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. I love that. Oh, those are wonderful stories. Okay, so now how can people, our listeners out there, how can they contact you to volunteer, to donate, or just see if they qualify for Meals on Wheels? Is there a number they should call, go on the website? Which is the best way? All of the above. (laughs) All of the above, absolutely. We try to give a lot of avenues for people to reach out to us. Um, But, you know, unlike a lot of places where you call and you don't get connected to a person, you can get connected to a real person here, so you can do it the old-fashioned way. Pick up the phone and call us at the, I can give the number, sure. um, 940-382-2224, and just dial into Meals on Wheels, or you can go on the website, www.mowdc.org. That stands for Meals on Wheels, Denton County. Great. And we will put all this information out there too. And you can also find it on my website, which is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. But I want to thank you both for doing this. I've wanted to do this for a while and I think it's been a lot of fun to share this information. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything else y'all want to leave us with? 
Well, let's just hope, hope. Call us, call us, call us. We need volunteers. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, we, we added a, no, a lot of new seniors, which means, consequently, we need more volunteers. So please, if you have an hour, it's, it only takes an hour a week. Yeah, that's a good point. Us. It's not yeah. like you're spending, you know, five hours a day or something. Some people do it at their lunch breaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So call us, please, and help us so we can grow the program. We can serve more seniors because without our volunteers, all this wouldn't be possible. They're the backbone mm -hmm. of yep. the program. And, and the donations, of course, make it possible as well. So a lot of people want to give up their time. Some people want to give up their money. There's many ways to help and to give. Mm -hmm. And even if you just want to learn more about what we do, uh, without making any promises, yeah. <laughs> you can come and you, we would love to tell you more about what we do and share with the community. And even if you just learn a little bit about some of the issues that are out there, part of our mission is to educate people about what the actual state of our seniors is in Denton County. So we're just happy to share information as well as anything else. Okay, excellent. Thank you both for being guests. Thank I you. appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.